find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home at last. Behind the baller. Yo, yo, what's good, everyone? And thank you for tuning in to another brand new episode of the world famous Behind the Baller podcast. As always, brought to you in 8K high doge finishing sound. This is a Dust Brothers production, and that means that this is professional podcasting at its best. Okay. Every Monday and Thursday, nothing but museum quality podcasting coming from the Korean John Cusack, the Dust Brothers, Miles, and Jordan. Yo, good Thursday, BTB Army. By the way, I am your loyal host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble, CEO of Daddy Gang, also known as the Korean Hank Moody and the Korean Ray Donovan. Yo, we got a crazy fucking show today. Okay, if you guys have been following Tracks NYC and this shit with him and Scott Disick and just the whole other shit, you already know he's a nut. So this intro is going to be short as fuck. One, because I'm on vacation. Two, because it's a fucking crazy, crazy episode, okay? And since it's over an hour-long interview, I want to get right into it for real, okay? We are recording live and direct from the Valley, a.k.a. Arizona. Yo, we decided, when I say we, that's the Yang Gang, decided to take the K-Town Explorer and ride up to the desert and back. Um, I will be near Joshua Tree later today where we will go off the grid and then hit the springs of Palm. All right, yo, I really got some fucking amazing things coming up that involve major giveaways. When I say major, I'm talking like $60,000. Don't cost you shit. Well, it may cost you a little 20 bucks sign up fee here and there, whatever I'm talking about. This is major, okay? So please make sure you stay tuned after this Tracks NYC interview, who, by the way, Max aka Tracks NYC, is the first and only person to make it on Behind the Baller three times, all right? Now, it's obviously going to change, but I'm just saying it's the first, okay? Now, um, I'm low-key upset that I'm supposed to be recording this show actually out of my sick-ass suite overlooking Central Park in New York City, but the Delta variant hated on that, Okay. And uh, I would have done this interview with Tracks in person, which I, I wanted to do, right? Masks, whatever, social distancing it is. But what's crazy is Greg Yuna got Elliot to come on the show. So we were going to have a little three-way action, you know what I'm saying, between me, should have gone to Elliot, and Greg Yuna, you know what I'm saying? So it, it would have been dope, man. And, and you know, it's, it's long time coming. Greg needs to come back on the show. So we'll figure it out. No big deal, but fuck it, okay? So Miles, let's run a commercial real quick and get into this tracks interview. This episode is sponsored by our newest partner, Bojangles. Bojangles chicken sandwiches are fire. Get them now and thank me later. It's so good because it's made the right way. 
Whenever possible, my family and I get Bojangles. They're here in Arizona, so we loaded up for lunch, and damn, just the breading and seasoning with the chicken paired with that legendary tea and some bowberry biscuits. Mm, heaven. They even have breakfast too, along with kids' meals, salads, and more. If you're lucky enough to live near a Bojangles, grab a sandwich and tag me and at Ben Baller Pod on your IG stories too. Check out Bojangles.com or download the Bojangles app to place your order today. Bojangles Chicken and Behind the Baller Podcast, a duo always coming in hot. Yo, man, we got another special guest who has been on the show now. Not once, not twice, but three times a charm. Yo, my boy, Trax NYC. Trax, what's good, bro? Same shit, bro. Just, uh, you know, beefing, warring, and trying to make an honest dollar, bro. Same thing <laughs> I'm always doing. Yo, can I, you know, I never, like, I mean, I call you Max on the phone, like when we're talking yeah. conversations, but what do you prefer? Max, Maxud, Trax? Um, Maxud is, is my name, you know what I'm saying? But I, I really don't have a preference. My, you know, my mind has been, uh, you know, twisted. I came to this country. I was Maxud. Then I was Max. Now I'm Trax. It doesn't even fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, bro, I'm glad to have you back. I know we we're supposed to do this last week. And then when in the heat right. of all this craziness or whatever, but you know what, now that things have marinated, they've laid in a cut, you know, I could get more of an honest feeling from you. Do you know what I mean? Because right. sometimes in the heat right. of the moment, you know, you go so crazy. And then when things settle down a little bit, if you still feel a certain way, it's real. You know, and I, I have yeah. a feeling that this is still real. But it be is. before we get into that real quick, bro, how are you, bro? I'm all right, man. I took a week off of work, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I've, I've been pushing myself for 17 years. I was exhausted. I was actually riding an electric scooter. <laughs> and I'll be, I'll be completely honest. I was high and I was drunk. I was racing a motorcycle. The scooter's fast. It goes like 60 miles an hour. The fuck? I, yep. Uh, it, it's a Dualtron Ultra 2. I flew off of that shit um, after blasting past this motorcycle, three blocks, all green lights. I flew off of it. I hit the fucking sidewalk. Holy and shit. I could have been dead, bro. I could have been dead. The but fuck? instead, yep, I, you know, like it was like a sickening crunch in my back from all the you know, I landed right, uh, more or less. I didn't hit my head. I wasn't wearing a helmet. I hit it a little bit, but oh, I had a fuck. bumper. Any scratches? Yup. I got it. Yeah, I got fucked up all over the place. I couldn't even walk the next day. But I, I got up. I'm near 95% uh, healed now. Luckily, by the grace of God, I healed quick. And uh, that's that. And, but that, that gave me a, a moment to really reevaluate because I was pushing myself to the extreme. What happened was... And even what we we're going to discuss played a major part in it. My tension is so fucking high, I can't let go of an, an accelerator, bro. I want to travel through time. You know what I'm saying? I don't even want to go fast. <laughs> and I can't fucking let go of the accelerator. And, and you know, it was like a, a birthday party at the office. I was drinking. And, you know, like I lost my voice uh, screaming because of this fucking guy. And I couldn't really smoke because I got sick. I lost my voice. My whole immunity was shot. And, uh, you know, and, and I took a fucking edible instead. And that also played a major fact because, oh, you know, like when I look back, yo, bro, it was nighttime, like midnight, Queens Boulevard, 
green lights. And what I remember is just flying like an eagle, more or less, for like three seconds until I just crashed on the sidewalk. Yo, my socks flew off my fucking feet. Somebody <laughs> came and handed me my sock and I was fucking limping on my right leg because I couldn't stand on my left. And I rode home and passed out. It was what it was. I could have been dead. But, uh, you know, now I got to kind of take it easy. But, yeah, you know, the, this, the sad thing is people won't let me take it easy. This is a society and a generation that is failing. It's got the wrong fucking heroes. And it's, you know, it's failing. And I'm watching this. And it's hard to be a decent person, uh, you know, in, in an environment such as this with all these low-life, grimy fucking people, you know, egotistical, self-centered, uncaring. You, you, it doesn't matter where you look, whether you're looking on social media or in Afghanistan, it's the same shit. You just see failure and negligence. So, you know, like, my, my head is at these things, and I've been pushing myself to, to build a castle. You know, business is a castle, right? IF and Co. or Tracks NYC or uh, what have you, is a castle to protect you and the people you care about from the problems of the world. It's an economic castle. And I spent a lot of time building this castle, and I could have been dead and uh, not even enjoyed a, a fucking moment of it. So now I'm, I'm really deeply thinking about that. That's pretty much where I'm at. It's good, bro. Listen, reflection is a very good exercise. I agree with everything you've said. The world is going to shit. Um, there needs to be better guidance. Uh, Max, how old are you again? I forgot. I'm about to turn 35 in the September. Okay, so you're still a kid. You're still a young young man, mm -hmm. and you still have very good values. Um, I feel like a lot of the reason why I spoke about it on, on my last episode, in the past few episodes, a lot of the reason why the world is going to shit is because there has been an era of people that were raised without a father, a mother, anything that, that, that just puts them in check. Do you know what I mean? It's right. just too much bullshit, right? There's just no, and some people don't have common sense. So it's just, when you mix both, it's just a bad situation and people are just out running amok. Times were too good, bro. Times are too good. People don't appreciate. That's the problem. You know, no, they no, want to hit sure. rock bottom. Uh, you know, 90s, 80s, uh, they started printing money. Everyone got rich. Everyone got richer. Everything became about money. Uh, religion was pushed out and morals pushed out. Everything was degraded, degraded, degraded. Now... You know, you're living in a society where really money is is the way people perceive God, right. uh, in essence. You know, they worship money. And that's a problem. That's not a way, uh, you know, to, to run a society that's going to lead to catastrophe, like with this virus or whatever. The rapture's going to come. You know, it's just fucked up. You got global warming, all kinds of shit. But you know what? I just, I entered the show, my intro of my last show. I said, social media is now considered currency. You know, fucked up that is. It's fucking silly. Like, motherfucker, you rather have more followers than have actual money. Like, you rather have five million followers than have five million dollars. You know how fucked up you must be in the head. Hmm. Anyways, well, listen. In essence, one follower can be equated between ten cents and ten dollars. It could, right? Depending on who they are. If they're a bunch yeah. of uh, you know fools, but you could still monetize even them. It's just a matter of how you monetize that. But people don't even understand what the fuck monetization is or how to conduct business. So we should just even forget about that. Trust me. I get it. Question. Let's rewind a little bit. Right. What is Trax NYC? What is Max's drink? Tell me your drink of choice when it comes to liquor. My drink of choice? Um, what were you drinking? Captain Morgan on that, on that plane I saw you? <laughs> 
I was drinking ginger ale and rum. I was drinking pineapple and rum. I was drinking yeah. rum and Coke. Yeah, you name it. Listen, I love Japanese uh, uh, whiskey. Hibiki is great. fucking is unbelievable, bro. I can't, I can't bring myself to throw away the empty bottle. Yeah, it's great stuff. I have Hibiki 30 here. I got Hibiki 17, Hibiki 12. I got, you know, I mean, I love it. It's a great fucking whiskey. So what were you I'll drinking? I take a, a Hibiki 12 over a Glenlivet 28 or whatever. All day long. Listen, I would take a fucking a Hibiki fucking uh, 30, you know, cherry blossom edition over a Glenlivet 100. <laughs> I'm being honest with you, you know? Yeah, it's a different yeah. style the way that, you know, the Japanese, uh, you know, do their whiskey. But uh, question, what were you drinking that night that you were on the scooter? I was drinking white wine uh, from... <laughs> You know, at the party bottles I had laying around in the office. It wasn't even the drink, bro. It, you know, it was the edible. Some no, strong course. fucking of cookie course, bullshit. You never know what they put in there. I was in a dream world, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bro. Look, look at man. Let me ask you this seriously, right? Because, you know, me and you got into it, right? And, and I, I admit that, you know, hey. I think it was partially my fault. A little bit of, of Greg's. And then, you know, you, you took it the way you needed to. Yeah. Okay. So now my question why the drama? Do you think the drama follows you? Do you think you're a magnet for it? or Because you're just a nice guy. You know, I realized that later. Right. Do you think it just follows you or do you think you invite it yourself? Could you give me like what where you assess, like what do you think, if, if you've ever thought about it, why does this drama come your way? Yeah, there's, well, I mean, in, there's certain situations uh, that people dislike me at first or they think little of me because... I'm not playing their game. I'm more honest. I'm more down to earth. And they think, oh, this guy is is not good at, you know, uh, propping up his feathers like a peacock. But I'm not a peacock. You know what I'm saying? I don't got any feather display here. And people don't understand that I'm a different type of bird. You know, they look at their own feathers and then they look at mine and they say, you know, they get irritated because I wake them up to the reality of what they're doing. And uh, they hate that, that, you know, I break people's delusion. That's my theory on it. It wasn't the case with what happened with Scott, right? That was a different story. But a lot of people, like even in the comments, and I have to battle with people because I see their mind is in a state of delusion of who I am and what I am. And uh, I like to break that delusion. And I like to do it, you know, especially after a hard day's worth of work. I'm irritable. I'm angry. <laughs> and if there's somebody, you know, out there for me to just just unleash it on like a gladiator arena. You know what I'm saying? I, uh, and people love it, so I do it. No, nah, bro, look at man. I, I do respect that you defend yourself. You know, you don't care what comes at you. Fuck it. You know, you're going to, you know, shield yourself off, block things, at, or, you know, counterattack, whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. What the fuck happened with fucking Scott Disick, bro? Please tell the BTB army, tell everyone listening, like what, how did this all start really? Well, you know, it all started when my assistant was checking my DMs and she's like, oh, Scott Disick messaged you. And I'm like, oh, you know, and I'm sure Scott's listening. And before I even tell the story, you know, like just to say his name doesn't do me any favors. I exerted extraordinary amount of stress and experienced an extraordinary amount of misery dealing and and, uh, thinking about this person. So, but you know, I'm a man of my word. And when I put up a certain video and we spoke, I said, you know, when I, when I get to the Ben Poller uh, podcast, I'll tell my story. And once I say that, I'm going to tell my story come hell or high water. But it's not because I want to sit here and take this big celebrity and whatever the fuck he's got going on and drag him around. 
and uh, say what it is and break this uh, myth that he creates for himself or what have you. I really don't want to have nothing to do with this person, but in this particular case, uh, I said it and I'm going to uh, follow through with it. So listen, my assistant reaches out to me. She says, Scott Disick sent you a message. I look at the message. He's like, oh, I'll do a post for these two rings. Okay. Um, you know, he was on the website, so on and so forth. I'm excited. I don't know who the fuck Scott Disick is. I don't watch a uh, show that he's on. Uh, I tried to watch it once because I knew it was popular. I almost threw up. You know what I'm saying? I can't watch shit like that. That shit is, uh, you know, uh, demoralizing. It's like you feel like you, uh, you defile yourself by watching, by letting that into your mind. But Nonetheless, people like it, and I don't bother them. Whatever it is, it is. But for me, it, it, you know, I abhor that type of content. So, you know, but uh, I see Scott Disick. I see 28 million followers. I see a marketing opportunity. And this guy reached out to me. And as usual, per usual, I do all due diligence. I am a master at service, right? I don't have a huge ego. I never argue with the client. I know how to perform a picture-perfect business performance. You've had major clients, right? You know, some clients are bigger than others, and you, and you give them a certain type of service. You pick up every phone call. You, uh, you relay every message. You give every update, correct? You're a decent man. I get it. And trust me, Max, you think I got this successful and don't know how to do it? I know how to handle business. I just, I get it. So let me just reiterate real quickly. He reached out to you. You never reached out to him. Never reached out to him. I didn't know who he was. I'm okay. looking at this account and I see, you know, like, I'm like, all right. It, the first thing I saw was it says, let the Lord be with you. And I'm like, is this guy a, you know, it's kind of like a blasphemous, you know, saying, you know, it's a, a, from the scriptures and you're applying it to yourself and you're saying you're the Lord. You know, uh, it struck me the wrong way, but it doesn't matter because this guy's a personal person. He's doing his own thing. He reached out to me. And who am I to judge him, right? Here's another, uh, you know, something from the scriptures. Judge not lest ye be judged. I can't judge him or what he's doing because there's plenty of things you could judge about me that I'm doing wrong. So whatever. I go on and I conduct business with this guy. For weeks on end, he's messaging me. He, uh, you know, uh, the first thing that I found strange, right, is uh, he ordered a diamond chain. He found this. He was looking for a diamond chain. I found him. A chain from a manufacturer, a beautiful piece. It was like, uh, you know, uh, it's hard to describe, but it was kind of like a, like not, not maybe a Rolo link, but like almost an Hermes link, all iced out. Okay. And you can't see the seams made in Hong Kong, very good labor, a one of one piece that, uh, you know, uh, is not popular, but it's fantastic. And he loved it. He got it. And, you know, the chain cost me $37,000. And, you know, uh, because I see the marketing opportunity, I sell it to this guy for $30,000. But when I sent it to him, he got it. And he's like, oh, I'm in my house in Malibu. You know, and I'll see the chain on Monday and I'll let you know. I'm like, all right, that's fine. When in all reality, his birthday was that weekend. He wanted to wear the chain, see how people reacted to it, and then make his decision on Monday. But it's all good. It's not his fault I could read his mind, Right. right? Because, you know, you could tell me one thing or another and I'll yeah, nod my head. you're playing the game, bro. I get it. Okay. I, you know, I, exactly. I nod my head. I agree with the fucking guy and, and I move on. But I found it strange that somebody would sit here and, and instead of saying the truth would tell a lie. But whatever. It is what it is. He gets the chain. I'm building the rings. I upgrade the diamonds. Right? Um, I'm down uh, 7,000 on the chain on this marketing deal. He says it's a post. He's got plenty of followers. 
Seems like it's going to work out. I upgrade the diamonds all in good faith on the two rings that he wanted uh, for the post. I get those done. I sent it. One is tight. I make another one. Make sure it's a perfect fit. He finds two more bracelets that he likes. He finds one to match the chain, one to match a bracelet that he looks for. And he comes down to New York or uh, to the Hamptons. He drives out from the Hamptons to finally, you know, uh, conclude this, uh, you know, marketing promotional deal. So, you know, but I see during this whole process, he's interested in what he gets, not interested in what he gives. And I'm always kind of politely broaching the subject. Listen, a post, can you do this uh, because of the bracelet? Can you just sit in a shop, do this, do that? Every answer is yeah, 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 yeah. Because in his back pocket, he reserves the right to block me, to, uh, you know, use his celebrity against me, and uh, so on and so forth. Me knowing that none of that is going to work against me, I just nod my head and go along with it and, you know, hope that he doesn't make the mistake of trying to fuck me over. Right. Long story short, not to give too details, he comes down from the Hamptons. He goes, he sees the bracelets. We do a little video together, which I was expecting him to post. That's the point of doing that video. Right. The bracelet's too big. I got to resize the links. We create the video. I post it, and I'm expecting him uh, to get it, right, to post his his side of it. I redo the links. His girlfriend comes down. You know, he picks up the bracelet. And before he picks up the bracelets, right, I ask him, yo, I sent him a message. I'm like, yo, Scott, uh, you know, I don't hate to bother you about this. I know you're a busy guy. All With all due courtesy, you know, supplicating myself to this fucking beast. And, uh, you know, I, I sit here and I feel like dehumanized by doing that because, you know, what the fuck is this guy now that I'm getting to know him? But whatever, I'm still doing my job, hoping to conclude the transaction. He gets the bracelets. He has everything. And, you know, he's telling me shit like, oh, I, you know, two. I'm like, listen, we spoke about one bracelet to do this, to do that. You're taking two. He's like, oh, I drove four hours from the Hamptons to see you. And, you know, he spent like about an hour and a half in the Diamond District hitting up every jeweler that he could, collecting up as, as much jewelry as he could. And then says to my face, I drove from the Hamptons to see you. Why? Because he took my courtesy as a sign of weakness as any fool would do. And he sat here and he thought that he was going to do that. And I, again, I nod my head. I say, okay, you know, so on and so forth. I don't play the leverage game. When I had the bracelets, I asked him kindly to you know, conclude the transaction, conclude the deal. And, you know, he uh, said, yeah, yeah. His exact words were, you, yeah, I know how this goes. You scratch my back. I scratch yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in, in essence, just give me the bracelet. And listen, man. I've been doing business for 17 fucking years. If you think you're going to tell me a yeah, yeah, so I could give you the bracelets tomorrow and then you could sit here and, uh, you know, feed me uh, some boilerplate and then I, you think I'm going to walk away smiling, you're out of your fucking mind to do that, right? Obviously, the Okay, guy so hold on, never- Max, let me stop yeah. you for one second, okay? Let me ask you some things real quick, okay? First off, let me just establish this. I think all my followers and listeners understand. They know that I've been friends with Scott for... <sighs> 15, 16 years now, right? Me and Scott know right. each other for a long time here or whatever. He's a unique dude. Question. When he <laughs> walked into your establishment, into your place of business, right? do you feel like he gave you proper respect or do you feel like the vibes were weird, honestly? Listen, the guy is, uh, I don't know how, what uh, station he is in life. I'm not here to judge him, 
but nothing about him made me, you know, I did business with Young and May or Joyner Lucas. I'm eager to see him. I'm eager to shake their hands. I get I'm it. Listen, to- Max, you're a good dude. I'm asking you a question. Did you feel like the vibes were off? I felt did like he was a fucking dickhead, bro. Okay. I felt like this is some okay. fucking moron asshole, you know, junkie okay. that I'm doing business with that I'm supplicating myself to a junkie. That's okay. what I felt like. Now, guys, I felt like I'm lowering myself to go to his level and he thinks he's above me. That's what the <laughs> fuck I felt like. Okay. But I kept my mouth shut, bro. So listen, guys, just so you know, Max is a straight up businessman, everything else. Listen. $7,000 is a very, very, very little amount of money. It's a great deal. Max is taking the opportunity to do something marketing-wise and promotion-wise for a celeb of that stature, even though Max doesn't like or anything else. It is a very good opportunity for Max, and anybody would have done it for what he was asking. So, okay, so exactly. proceed. However, before I go on, the two rings uh, amounted to about $20,000. Oh, together. shit. So, okay, sorry. Okay, so, so, so I was twenty-seven. Okay. The two bracelets... Uh, my ticket price was like $19,000, $20,000 a piece. So I'm at $67,000 with all the jewelry this guy got. Okay? You said $67,000? $67,000, right? Okay, There's a cost shit. price behind that, okay. but that cost price don't mean shit. When Hibiki makes a bottle, it I, might cost them $35 bro, on, fucking dollars. We're not going to get into that. I get it. Some people, that you got to get into that for them. They don't know the difference between cost, wholesale, retail. They don't know shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm $67,000 in with this fucking guy. And I'm up late, bro. Uh, you know, he's like, oh, video too long, so on and so forth. I specifically asked him, you know, in a voice note, I need uh, for this $67,000 to go down, I need two swipe ups and a post on your page. And, you know, maybe I'll recover my money. We could continue doing business, so on and so forth. And I'll, I'll provide you whatever other jewelry you need, you know, in, in good faith. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when it comes down <laughs> come to Come on, Max. So he really said yeah, yeah, yeah. No, honestly, come on, man. Like really Listen, this is what what the impression uh okay. is is in my head, right? What That's what the message okay. he communicated with whatever he said. Okay. He gets the he has all the jewelry, he has everything, and at night I message him, right? And I'm editing this video to make it shorter so he could put it up on his page so I could sit here and I worked so fucking hard for, you know, the cost of the jewelry is one thing. I got shit to do, bro. My time is also very valuable. You know what I'm saying? To me, I have a, a worldwide uh, a market to serve, not some fucking dickhead from Hollywood or anywhere else. So nonetheless, I, you know, invest that time all in good faith. And the guy, uh, I sent him the videos and he's like, ah, oh, swipe up this. And I'm like, yo, Scott, I'm sitting here in the middle of the fucking night. I already, you know, take the mask off and take the gloves off because I'm fucking tired. He has the bracelet. I basically what I said subconsciously is I dare you to fuck me over. I dare you to fuck me over. Fuck me over. Take my bracelet. Take my rings. Take the 7,000 I invested in that chain and fuck me over was at the back of my mind. But that's not what I said. I said, Scott, I'm not going to talk to you celebrity to jeweler. I'm going to talk to you man to fucking man. You made me go through all this shit. And now you're telling me about some swipe ups that last a fucking day. It, you know what I'm saying? And it's annoying me it's, and it's upsetting me and so on and so forth. And his reply is, wow. And, you know, he put up to two swipe ups on his story. And when he got my message, he took him down. And I'm like, listen, Scott, you know, I was upset. Nonetheless, you know, you took the swipe ups down. Why did you take them down if that's all I get? He, he leaves me a lengthy message and he says, no one has ever spoken to me that way. Like, that even fucking matters when you're talking man-to-man. Who the fuck is he? Is he? Am I a fucking peasant in the fields and he's fucking trotting by? 
on a high horse to tell me that I've no one's ever spoken to him that fucking way. No one's ever spoken to me that way. And on the count of the way he spoke to me, I'll, I don't want to speak to you anymore. Uh, the fact that I was in your showroom is enough for these two little bracelets. Lottie-dottie goodbye. And it blocks me. Takes down the very swipe-ups that weren't enough to begin with. And basically, you know, hightails it out. Gives me a little kick. You know what I'm saying? Bye-bye, peasant. Thank you for this. And now I can't contend anything. I can't say anything. I can't say, hey, what about the bracelets? Return it or this or that, so on and so forth. Oh, I didn't make him happy or I didn't do this. I didn't do that. I went into a fucking rage, bro. <laughs> I didn't work so fucking hard to have this fucking junkie come up to me and play with my fucking money, bro. That's just never going to happen. It's never going to happen, bro. You know what I'm saying? And he came how, and how he long, said, How long do you leave the swipe ups for? I'm just curious, out of curiosity. How long? Did, five minutes, 10 minutes. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah. Took him down, said, fuck you, and blocked me. You know what I'm saying? Just because I, he didn't like, and I didn't speak to him in any crazy way, but I wasn't kissing his ass anymore because you know what? I know how to conduct business. I did everything I had to do. You, he thought he had something. Here's what the fuck it comes down to for anybody listening up to this point and wants to know business. Business is about leverage. People think they have something in their back pocket. They got, uh, you know, a straight, but they don't know that you got a royal flush in your back pocket. Yeah. And you conduct business and you talk to them as if as though you have no hand at all. And they lay out their straight with a smile on their face. And then you lay out your real royal flush. And that's really what it is. And I've learned that a very long time, but I'm not a sinister person. But however, if you're going to play with me and cause me grief, Celebrity don't mean a fucking thing to me. You know what I'm saying? That means a lot to a lot of people around the world. Doesn't mean a fucking thing to me. The more and more I go through my life and, and go through my experience, the more and more I value dignity and respect and individual, you know, humanity than I do any celebrity or any creed where I have to bow my head and so on and so forth. It's very important to me and my humanity and who I, get I am. It. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. Okay, so so all this has happened now. Right. I'm just not trying to speed it up, but I want to just kind of get effective sure, with this. Sure. Right. So he blocks you. Yeah. You go into a rage. Yeah. You post maybe one of the funniest fucking videos I've ever seen this entire year. I had about yeah. maybe 10 jewelers send it to me. I had other people send it to me. And I said, you don't think I fucking like I follow tracks. You don't think I fucking see it? Like, bro, this is the funniest thing in the fucking world. I'm laughing. I leave a comment boom here and there. It's crazy. Now, after you post that video, about how long did it take you to make that video after the whole drama, the block, everything? Like, what was the time in between the post of you making that crazy post video where his face was on there and the other right. chick? How long between that and when he blocked you? How much time had he lapsed, do you think? He blocked me before I put that up, brother. No, I know he did. I'm saying how long did it, from the block to you posting oh. that? From the block, it was overnight. You know oh, okay, what I'm so the next day. Okay, so the next day you post it. Yeah, I couldn't reach him. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to fuck this, bro. It's so fucked up. Someone's got something of yours. Yeah, no, you You're took matters in your own hands. I get it. Okay. Yeah, right. So you post the video. Right. All right. Now, what was the reaction? Like, did he reach out to you after that? Like, like Oh, yeah, what? he called me. Uh, he unblocked me and he called me. And he thought he was going to explain or, oh, the swipe ups. You're going to do, you, you said swipe ups and then you can't do a post swipe ups. Trying to place dumb, like he didn't know the difference between what he's saying. Listen, Scott, if you're listening now, I could read your mind in this very fucking moment. It's not very hard to fucking read, bro. 
you sat here, you say post because you, then you want to switch it to swipe up post. That's a pathetic business tactic for bums, first and foremost. You don't do that. You don't say, yeah, like neither one of us would say, yeah, I'll make you a pendant out of this and that and then say, oh, I meant this and that at the end of a transaction. Only a bum would do that. You don't become Ben Baller, you know, doing grimy business fucking tactics like that, right? You charge for quality. You charge for something. You do what you got to do. That's why you built a business. That's why you have a reputation. Scott never lived like that. He doesn't understand that. He understands it now. Don't bait me into saying a post and have me working towards something that's not actually there. Don't put it. I'm not a donkey to walk towards a carrot at the end of a fucking stick. Nonetheless, he does that. And then whatever he did put at the end of a stick, he took away. So, you know, um, long story short is I fucking lost my, uh, you know, went off the fucking handle. And, you know, if righteous indignation is within me. It's going to be tough for that person. And I bombarded him. He calls me up. He's trying to tell me a sob story in this. And I'm like, oh, you fucking blocked me. Now you're calling me explaining shit. And I told him, yo, Scott, just leave the stories up and we'll call it a day. I wasn't even going to do it because in, in all reality, it isn't my business interest to drag the floor with this guy. Not because it's going to make me money, but because it's going to make an example. Right. I don't want to sit here and have somebody take my kindness for weakness or think it's a fucking game. I don't give a fuck who people think they are. I will drag them through the fucking dirt. I will grind their faces on the floor, bro. (laughs) Okay. First of all, why I didn't know that, that's amazing. You actually were ready to just be like, all right, just do the swipe up so we can get this score to square. You wanted to put it past you. Okay, so how did the video come down? Because I went back to the page and the video was down. Yeah, the video was down is because... You know, they reported it for bullying, like I'm bullying this guy. And, you know, I went completely bananas in there, screaming, cursing, you know what I'm saying? It was funny to to watch, but it wasn't pleasant for me to experience. And, and, you know, like I got got stuck into – no, it's all good. I got stuck in a fucking rage, bro. I mean, like my mind got stuck inside a rage when I go over the injustice of something. It it turns into a loop that perpetuates and turns into and, and, you know, bubbles up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It bottles up and bubbles out and goes fucking crazy. And I don't want to experience that, bro. That shit is not fucking healthy for me. No, it's not. So the video goes down. They t- you know, Obviously, his fans, whatever, they reported it, took it down. His for fans for- or somebody behind the strings. So you make a second video, okay? That's where the story really gets started. And I'm not going to mention this other guy that uh, was involved because we made a piece and, you know, we had so many uh, mutual friends, as it turns out. And, and in all right. honesty... He's a beloved character out there. He's a friend of mine, actually, too. You know what I mean? He's a a respected dude. Okay. And and listen, even in the interaction that we had, as dark as it was, we had some laughs and we got to know each other very well. Nobody could get to know each other as well as enemies. Nice. Right? Right? And, you know, we were enemies for a certain period of time. It's extremely stressful for him. It was extremely stressful for me. It was because of this fucking lowlife Scott. And I made amends with this guy, but it was dangerous for me. And the screaming into the middle of the night, bro, six in the morning, seven in the morning, the day after, beefing, phone calls, coming in, back, forth, this, that. I made a second video. You know, I explained myself uh, in an honest way. You know what I'm saying? This guy, Scott, he does everything. Here's the problem. He does everything in a very low, low, grimy way. The rules to the game, it's the snooty rules. I am from Baku, Azerbaijan. I'm not from upper class, 
Hamptons. I live by a different code of honor and conduct. Do not bring your fucking snooty, cokey, grimy, deceptive ways to me. I will not fucking chew and swallow. I will do something different. You know what I'm saying? I will revolt against that. I cannot accept it anymore. I can't, uh, you know, every time I needlessly, you know, uh, undermine my own principles to keep peace has served me no fucking purpose whatsoever. I will not keep peace anymore. I will go to war to the fullest extent that's possible. A guy like him does not understand that. And it's a shame. It is what it is. Judge not lest ye be judged. I cannot judge his life. I haven't had his experiences. My top priority when I was growing up was not to collect every fucking color of sneaker and have every fucking thing in the world. You know what I'm saying? It was a different mentality, but that's me. That's my lot. That's his. Uh, and I'll be honest. And I'll say the man has a lot of the things I would love to have. Beautiful uh, model girlfriend or Hamptons or this or that or so on and so forth. Not that I haven't had some of those things, but nonetheless, no matter to what extent he has it or what, how he received it, I do not envy him. There's not an ounce of envy within me because I try to get my own. However, if someone that I sit here and I do not envy or hate for, for them having more than me and my perception of gotten it in a, in a you know, undignified way matters not. However, if that fucking person tries to take the little I have that I earned, that person is out of their fucking minds to even think that's a possibility. Okay, you know what I'm so, saying? so listen, yeah. Max, all right, you made the second video, things got exciting here and there. As we stand today, right. where are we at? Where is the $67,000 in jewelry at? It's uh, returned minus the chain that he partially paid for. The $7,000 of uh, loss that I took on that chain was perfectly fine for the promotion uh, that I had with the guy, right? The jewelry was returned directly to me and put in the palm of my hands per the help of the individual that yeah. I had a conflict with, yeah. right? Um, you know, and everything was squared away. Once there was someone realized there was no pussy to fucking stick their dick inside of. <laughs> They put their dick away. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so question. So, so And put my jewelry back where it belonged. So now, after all this had happened, you obviously will never do business with Scott Disick again, correct? Listen, uh, that's obviously, Scott will, will hate me for the rest of his fucking life. But he will also fear me for the rest of his fucking life. Because right. nobody knows me as well as him now. Look, I know Scott really well. Yeah. Scott's dealt with a lot of jewelers. You know, I see random jewelers he deals with. I know he dealt with, you know, here and there. He buys things from me. We've had a relationship here and there. He's, you know, he's learned a little bit about the jewelry game himself. You know, he thinks he he knows, you know, probably more than, than people think, you know. Uh, well, I'm sorry. He projects this narrative that he knows a lot about jewelry as if, if he wanted to become a jeweler, he could, you know. So, and again, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with Scott at all whatsoever. He was kind of bummed out that you were coming on the show. And really, at the end of the day, look, man, you know, you're just telling your story, you're speaking your truth. Now, if I recall when we had, like, chatted, you said that people had kind of came forward to you and shared their stories of situations, right? Like that, yeah. I guess. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I will. I mean, listen, somebody, um, uh, when I was receiving the jewelry back already, it was the Sabbath. Uh, you know, it's, for some who don't know, it's a holy day in the... The Jewish religion, you're not allowed to use electricity, use your phone. 
The guy reached out to me early on Friday or something like that when I was in turmoil with all these things and threats and so on and so forth. And he leaves a message saying, yo, this guy fucked me over for half a million dollars worth of watches or something like that. His name is Avi Coram. And he's like, uh, I'm like, He's actually a very popular guy. He's actually a very, yeah, he's a well-known jeweler. Okay. Yeah, I don't know any too much about him. I looked him up. He's got jewelry. He's got this, uh, so on and so forth. He's got big name watches. And I'm telling him, you know, like I miss his message and I'm like, listen, you know, I got the jewelry back. If you want, I'll even play you the, the message that I sent him. Oh, Just shit, so you have a message? Understand. Yeah, I have his message that he sent me and I have the message, right? I received this. I sent him a message on the Sabbath, okay, um, uh, unaware that uh, he might not, not listen to it. And let's just hear that message now. Please. My brother, where were you yesterday? You know what I'm saying? I would have fucking did something about it and I let everybody know that this motherfucker did you in as well while I had the chance. Now that I have his jewelry back, it'd be fucked up for me to get involved again, you know? So... I don't know where you were. So basically what happened was this, all right? Uh, the guy reached out to me, says he got deaded while I'm in the beef. I get my jewelry back and I say to myself, it's not, you know, the guy gave me the jewelry back. He had to take this, he had to swallow this L and uh, sit here and, and give back this fucking uh, jewelry. And, you know, for me to harass him and, and go out and say, oh, there's another person or this and that, I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? I don't want, I still don't want to do it. But, you know, like, but I asked the guy, listen, why don't you fucking tell me when the situation was hot? Why didn't you reply to me and tell me that you got uh, rocked so I could have handled it for you? And this was his response. Yeah, I keep Shabbat, bro. So uh, it was already Shabbat once you text me and uh, Shabbat ended just like four or five hours ago. So that's why. Anyway, if you got your stuff back, then all settled, it's all good. But these motherfuckers owe me like four or five years already, $140,000 for, for watches that he got from me, delivered by my hand personally in LA. Once uh, we went to dinner, me, he, Courtney, and my wife. And then when I went back, he's supposed to wire me. He didn't wire the money and blocked me everywhere. So listen, the guy hit me up. He's a serious jeweler, serious guy. I don't know him from a hole in a wall, just like I don't know Scott. Says he fucking uh, dealt with the same experience. He couldn't get the message through me at the appropriate time because it's the Sabbath. Now, considering the fact that myself, Scott, who's a blasphemer, and this Avi are all uh, Jewish for the most part, and I think it would be, uh, you know, uh, my consciously appropriate that I let that message uh, go through. And I delivered that message here to whoever hears it. The guy, according to him, but with just a one-sided story, I don't know what happened. I don't know who he went to dinner with. I don't know all the details. He told me a bunch of things. He, I spoke to him shortly after that. He said he basically got deaded. He was made to uh, sign some papers. Who the fuck knows what happened? I don't know. You know, I cannot sit here and testify on behalf of Avi. I could only communicate the message that I could not communicate because of the Sabbath today, seeing as how this man... Uh, calls himself the Lord. That's what really bothered me, to be honest with you, Ben. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, you know, like there's a passage uh, in uh, uh, John, the Gospel of John, uh, from Isaiah that he quotes, make straight the way of the Lord, right? He's talking about Jesus or... or so. And then, you know, when you hear that and you got this guy and his fucking face pops up in your head when, you know, you, you hear passages from Isaiah and now Scott imposed himself in front of the prophets, in front of God, in front of everybody, and calls himself the Lord. 
that was deeply offensive to me. And now that, you know, the Sabbath came around and I could get that message out, I think I, I'm in good conscience to get it out now. That's really what the bottom line is. So somebody got dead. It, it was years ago. And, you know, uh, let it be known. What else can I say? Jesus Christ. So you and Avi, uh, how did Avi reach out to you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, Instagram. Okay, so he just reached out to you. He's like, hey, man, shit, you know. He saw the video and he said, this guy, you know, uh, fucked me over on something. I reply, it's the Sabbath. And on that particular Sabbath, I got the jewelry back, right? I'm riding the same electric scooter I flew off of. Yeah. And I'm, I'm riding it back. And I pass by and some woman just yells out, I'm riding through a Jewish neighborhood because I picked it up from another Avi that helped me get it back. And he helped right. mediate the deal and solve all these problems in a very wise way. You know, uh, just so happened we were all Jewish and I'm riding through a Jewish neighborhood and some woman just yells out, hey, or something. I stop by. I stop. And I'm like, you know, how can I help you? And she's like, oh, are you Jewish? And in this instant, I say no, because I know what she's asking. I'm also half Muslim. Yeah. So I, I, she's, what she's asking is uh, she's asking that because she cannot ask a Jewish person on the Sabbath to do anything for her, but she can ask a Gentile. So yeah. I say no, because I know she needs something. She left something in her car. She couldn't open up her car door because it requires the use of electricity. I did it for her. And I found it strange that just so happens I'm in this fervor. And I'm walking through with this guy and the Lord and the Sabbath and the here and the there and Isaiah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This right. woman comes out to me out of nowhere and asks me to, uh, you know, because she's observing her religion. And, uh, you know, I found that peculiar. And then I get this message and he was also observing the Sabbath. And I thought to myself, listen, I'm not here to say that God is talking to me to help this guy get his watches back. I don't know what's happening, but it's enough of, uh, uh, you know, enough stars aligned. Yeah, here it's a sign. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. You know? Okay, so that's crazy, first of all. I'm sorry, I misunderstood because you were going on a rant. Are you saying that Avi's saying he can't publicly speak about Scott owing him money? He said that he made him sign a non-disclosure before he delivered the watches. Something, something, something. You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to pull this guy's chestnuts out of the fire for him. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Right. right? But uh, I am going to say that it is what it is. This is what yeah. this man told me. And this was, uh, you know, uh, the message I couldn't deliver in time. I would have put it in my stories if it wasn't for the Sabbath. He would have came to me. I would have put it in my stories. I want to say, hey, there's another guy that's that's complaining. What can I do? I'm at yeah. war. Yeah. Every tool I, I have at war, I will use. I neglect to do that because I neglect to think like that. I don't want to harm or war or or belittle anybody, but if someone's going to come after me in the manner, in the violent manner that this guy came after me with, you know, making phone calls and doing this and getting me into conflicts and so on and so forth, I had no sympathy for him. Okay. No sympathy. So, Max, you're a force to be reckoned with. You're one-man army. You defend yourself. You know, you're just, you make these entertaining videos at the same time. You do realize that it's not healthy for you to be this upset, for you to yell, do these things, boom. So here you are, right? You are, um, I'd like to say you are a successful jeweler. You know, you do well for yourself, right? And you know, you, you eat you. well and everything, right? I know you don't, you're not really into super materialistic items or things, but you know, you like to have your fun, you, you do your thing. I have right. a question, bro. Right. What is the end game for you? Like how much money is enough for you to stop doing what you're doing right now, maybe do something else with your life? Like, where is the goal? What is the end game for you in as for Tracks NYC? Listen, this business is a child. 
I gave birth to essentially 17, eight, almost 18 years ago. Right. Uh, and you know, like it's now almost mature. The purpose of this business, and if it's so many things, but above many things, it is a test of self. You are building a brand. I am building a brand. Can you do it? Can I do it? Can I accomplish my goal? Can, will I build a brand like IF and Co or Cartier or Tiffany and Co? Will it stand a hundred years? Will it not? Did I fail? Was I right? Was I wrong? These are the questions that need to be answered because I am interested in the truth above all things. If I am a successful business person, I will accomplish my goals of building a powerful brand that is fair to the consumer and uh, pays well to its staff, runs well, and, and benefits me for all of my labor pains for giving birth to this business for all this time. That's really the goal, and it's a noble goal. You know what I'm saying? It's a test of self. It's a test of business. It's a test of intellect. I have to pass that test because if I don't, everything I said about Scott should be said about myself. Okay. So let's say you pass those tests, you pass those goals. I'm just saying. So that, that's what you want to do eventually. You want this to stand up on its own. You want it to be a household name. You want it to be respected. All that, everything. I'm asking you, is there a monetary dollar number? Is there a number where you would right. stop or are you just going to continue because you love what you do? I'm just curious. Right. Well, listen, the, when it comes to monetary numbers, uh, you know, the business sells a certain amount a month and makes a certain amount a month. So if it's a stable business, it brings capital every month. Now, you know, over the course of my lifetime, that number is one thing. And over the course of the next one year or three years, that number is different. So it's really hard to answer that question. However, <laughs> you know, if someone gave me $100 million right now, would I go to work tomorrow? I don't uh, quite know how to answer that because I would be a fool to do it because I sacrificed a portion of my life doing this already and I could go do other things and, and use the rest of my life. But that's not the case. No one is giving me anything tomorrow. I got to continue to work, work for it. As for my personal needs, $100 million, right, is a lot of money, um, less than it used to be nonetheless. It's a lot of money, but it's enough for me to do the things I want to do for my family, to never have to worry again to roll the capital that I want. And that is a healthy sum. Even $10 million would be happy for me to live uh, content for the rest of my life really? and never work again. Yeah, well, you know, if, if that depends on how you want to enjoy life. You, you okay. get a, a farm, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, 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 you live, you're, you're happy. You I mean, I'm just wife, saying because, you know, kids. I've attained that level. You know, and I just, and there's no way, like I couldn't, I have three kids, you know what I mean? I have private school. I have a lot of shit like that. It's a very difficult question to answer, bro, okay. because, you know, uh, I could say that and then uh, when I get there, I'll say another thing. But Max, the, in do you all, wish to have, to, do you wish to be a father one day? Do you want to have kids? Yeah, it's on my mind more and more, bro. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like, it's a hollow life to live here. No, you're right. You know, you know I, I found purpose once I became a dad, you know, yeah. and, and, and I, I truly, you know, that's my purpose. And, and, and you know, fatherhood is, defeats everything. But mm -hmm. in order to give them this amazing life that they have, you know, I got to continue doing what I do. My, my next question for you, bro, is... is, is Before I, you say that, well, listen, to give them uh, what life? I mean, you know, if you own your own house and they could inherit that house and you have, you know, money set aside that's rolling in an S&D 500, it doesn't take a lot. And then the rest of it is up to them. You, it, no, it, they have by a trust. giving them too much, no, they, they, listen, you would be robbing look, them look, of their own of the future they should deserve to get for themselves. You're very right. I just have to make sure anything could happen. 
Do you know what I mean? And so there yeah. is a trust for them and whatever else. And you're right. I would be robbing them from, I just don't, like, you know, I think I had such a fucking, such a struggle as far as my upbringing. And I had so many wants and needs that I didn't get to fulfill. Of course it didn't, whatever. But, you know, that process from 18 to whatever, 31, 32, when I started making some money, really started making money. You know, I wouldn't trade it for the world. But at the same time, had my family had, you know, millions of dollars and I didn't have to work, I don't know what kind of life I'd be. You know what I mean? I don't know what kind of life that, you know, I'd be, I'd be a totally different person, you know? Yeah, you'd be Scott. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Anyways, I respect what you said. I'm just saying, like, I just do want to make sure that there is, you know... A, a, How much a, is enough for Ben Baller, bro? A billion? Nothing? <sighs> Infinity? No, I mean, you know, like, I mean, 100 million is a good number. I'll be honest with you. 100 million is a good number. Um, you got to remember, too, though, um, you know, 13 years older than you. You know, I'm exhausted. Like, I am beat to death. I kill myself on a regular basis. Like, I just, you know, I put a lot into what I do. And I have several different businesses. I have a lot of different hats. Every time I put a different hat on, sometimes the hat's loose. Sometimes the hat's tight. You know, sometimes the hats give me headaches. Sometimes they calm me. So, you know, I mean, it's something that I think about. But I, I like your answer. You know, right now, no one's offering you anything. So right now, you got to go work. And that's a great fucking approach. All right, but just to, just to cover that point, when you get to the money... Right. If you're doing it for yourself, you don't need much more. If oh, you're doing no. it for others, you you could continue to work and do it for your family. I would love to do something. If it's for uh, me, Max, I'm done. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm stopping them all, dude. I'm good. Like I can live off of everything. You know, I'm definitely good. You know, but um, and what is living if not working? Once your mind is accustomed to labor like yours or mine, what is it to live with and not that you know, uh, like you know, what I'm saying if you've been. Let's say we've been uh, uh, learning how to, instead of jewelry, making samurai swords for, you know, 30 years and shit like that. Cooking them, staying up for 48 hours straight, bending steel over and over. Once you acquire that skill and you have enough money, you sold your sword to the emperor or what have you. Do you stop or do you, and you let your, all, all that talent that you accumulated, uh, you know, cease? It's very I, difficult to do I, that. I, I hear it's, you. It's, Look, you're right. I just want to just fucking just sit back, watch movies play with my kids, watch them grow up, teach them all the skills that I know, and drink water. I would love to be a hermit. I just have too much bullshit that I deal with on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? But I, I get what well, you're saying. Well, I see that it's weighing on your mind. And I see, you know, because I'm in tune to business. I see that there's something in the back of your mind that's bothering you, right? That you just wish you could just drop. But, you know, that business intuition makes you have to sit here and, and now push yourself to problem solve. And at the same time, you're asking yourself, for what? Like I would ask myself. And that's a question you have to puzzle out. That's it. Yeah. No, I got a, I got a lot of people depend on me as well. I'm sure you have a lot of employees exactly. as well. Exactly. Yep. I, I actually got two questions. Not even just one. So do you have any jewelers that you look up as inspirations? Is there, anything, is there anybody you look up to for inspiration? Is there anybody you think, like, okay, well, cool. This is something. You know, Is there anybody that you've ever like sure. bookmarked? Yeah. Ben Baller, Greg Yuna. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious when I say that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I thank you. No, I respect your, that. I, I get it. Okay. Yeah. Why wouldn't I? I mean, I was watching your career. You know, when I was a younger dude, you were at the pinnacle of success. Uh, you had all your ducks in a row, and uh, you know that was something uh, noteworthy. And it's something I, you know, considered your business style, what you do, how you do it. Um, and you know, if I was an envious person, I wouldn't have said that right now, but I'm not. 
No, nah, bro. I mean, look at I've given props to so many different jewelers, and you can't be, you can't be that person, man. You can't be jealous. Oh, hey, how come you spent with you know Greg? You can't spend with you know like this. Just like at that point, like you start, you'll block your blessings. Right. Yeah. Of course. Of course you will. And then you know Greg, you know I see the jewelry he's making. I see you know he is he doesn't scream and curse like me. So he has more corporate. Uh, Business opportunities, he's doing business with, who knows, off-white one day, another day. His pendants look fa fantastic. And me, yeah. you know, I chose a different path. I chose the path of a road warrior. Some, You know, I did business <laughs> I did business with GQ. I did business in a movie. But some people think twice before they do business with me because they think, listen, am I, I have a celebrity. I have this. Am I going to end up like this guy, Scott, because I yeah. left this guy a wrong voice note? No, but I don't you're, care. You're, you're a firecracker. I get it. Yeah. So, but you know what? I, I don't give a fuck about that. I'd rather stick to my principles. I bro, trust my instinct. I'm and I respect that. that. You really are a one, you are really a one of a kind type person. You're a man of an already dying breed, dead breed, you know, and, uh -huh. and, and, I, and I respect that. So, thank you. So, the next thing I want to ask you, which is funny now, is, um, and thank you for the kind words, by the way. You know, it, it is, you know, to be a jeweler that people look up to from every single level and, and you know, to be recognized in fucking in Paris and China and fucking Miami, you name it, Alaska, you know, people are like, oh shit, I do know who you are. Boom. Thank you. Uh, if it came down to the more nightmare client, because I have only dealt with one of those guys, right? And I'm going to ask you, between 6ix9ine and Scott, if you had to deal with one of those guys for in business, who would it be between 6ix9ine and Scott? 6ix9ine. Oh shit, really? Yeah, I mean Scott, you know what I'm saying? Six Nine was hood and he was trying to be a, a gangster and he thought that it would be cool because, you know, his crew, right, uh in Treyway, whatever, you know, they have to maintain the gangster aura or this or that. They have to it was all a bunch of bullshit. And you get expected from somebody who grew up from the hood, it's forgivable. You know what I'm saying? Somebody who thinks that that's the right way to go about it or is lost. None of those guys wanted to end up going to jail and fucking up their grand opportunity for extraordinary success. Instead, 6ix9ine could have used the Treyway brand and paid the you see, the serious members of the organization $10,000 or $5,000 a week or something like that for a number of years, made millions from the gangster image, made millions for these guys and lived happily ever after if he had some wisdom. He just didn't have the wisdom to do that. And that's why these guys, instead of getting $15,000, $20,000 a month, they're getting 15 years. Right. And I know where that comes from because of the burden that was placed on them in this fucked up backwards world. But I do not understand where the burden comes from on a guy who has had every fucking thing handed to him and you know what I'm saying? And sits there and blocks somebody and takes their fucking money that they're working hard for, bro. It, you know what it reminds me of? And, of? and just one thing. Up and down the Diamond District on 47th Street, years ago, before when I had a tiny office, there used to be a blind man walking around, bro. And he used to have a cup. Someone put a $10 bill in the cup. And somebody, knowing he was blind, took that $10 out and put a dollar in its place or something like oh, that, and man. somebody caught them. What kind of a fucking person do you have to be to sit and see a blind man walking up and down? No eyes. The guy had no eyes. He wasn't wearing glasses. The man had no eyes. To sit here and to do something so grimy, you have to be a godless man. You think that the eyes of God are not watching you. You're, not, you're only worried about this guy's eyes, right? 
And that's what kind of resonated to me. And I forgot about that guy entirely until this guy, Scott, came around. And I'm like, what do you have to be? I am not a blind man. I am not this. I'm not that. But what do you have to be to sit here after I sit and supplicate myself to do business properly, to fuck me over for money I'm working hard for when it costs you nothing? What the fuck is a swipe up or a post? It's nothing. People send me joint papers and I fucking, uh, you know, uh, shout them out on my page for free out of love or artist or whatever. No, I get it. Listen, I said, Max, you're a fucking rare breed. You're, you're a different type person, you know? Don't ever change, man. You know, you're a fucking remarkable person, bro. <laughs> Look at man. I have to ask. I, fuck it, I lied. I actually have a couple. Now you got me, like you sparked you know, something in my brain. What is your favorite guilty pleasure? Like, is there a luxury thing you like? Is it fucking, do you like special socks? Like anything. Like is, is, It's women, brother. Okay. Hey, I'm not which mad is, at that. Which is, is a headache. Yeah, but even that, I have to curtail my appetite. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so much jealousy and, uh, you know, things that go, go along with that. And, you know, like, I, in business, my ethics are high. But when it came to, you know, relationships and things like that, I would tell a lie. And then when I get caught in those lies, I'd realize I should maintain the same ethics I have in business and interpersonal relationships with all relationships. And now this hunt for a sexual gratification to me is coming to an end. All these experiences, the Sabbath and Scott and how he lived his life and what he stands for, I realized that I really got to do some deep thinking. You know, I like leisure time. What makes me happy, you know, I'll be honest. I'm not going to be honest, but, you know, <laughs> waking up with, you know, a chick, Smoking a joint, going to get something to eat. I don't have a care in the fucking world. I get lost in a conversation and so on and so forth. And, and it's fun. And sadly, you know, it's even more fun when you wake up with one and then go to sleep with another and then wake up with her and go to sleep with another. And it seems like fun, but that's a hollow experience. And, uh, you know, that's, that's something that uh, now it's, it's time for me to think more in terms of family and more in terms of you know, peace of mind because- 100%. That- Trust me, I lived that life before, bro. I was, you know, I've been making money for a long time. I've been hustling. I've been out there, boom. Look, you find the right person and you don't think about none of that shit no more. You know, it's Fantastic. just- Fantastic. It is. Um, real quick, let's uh, pivot into one last thing because this is a business show and we have been talking well, about business. You got to answer the same question though. What is your, what is a, is it the the bare bricks you have? Is that- the- <laughs> Bare bricks are, that's like, that's like one little thing. Um, the bare bricks are like, you know, it's, what's my favorite guilty pleasure? You know what it is, man? I know that sounds fucking bad. Gourmet food, man. Gourmet food and five, six-star luxury hotels. I don't know what the that's fuck true, it is. Yeah. It's just, it's just oh, something that's just like, look, man, I fucking love hotels. I love having a home and everything else. But I do when I like, you know, being out, it's just something that just, you know, some people love flying private jets, and I like jets. They're cool, right? There's certain things I do like about them. There's certain things I don't like about them, right? And when I weigh it out, one doesn't defeat the other so much. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I see people fly private. They don't realize they're on a small fucking jet. They're on a G4, let's say, for instance. You fly from, and by the way, I don't know if I've told you this. I flew. You told me. Yeah. You flew with the, Justin Bieber. Yeah, to Azerbaijan. It was fucking, yeah, the worst shit ever. So, um... My vice is, you know, the hotels. It's, it's something about that. It's the service. I love, you know, just 
it's just something about it. I don't know what it is. Let I me think- add to it. Let me let me just add to what you're saying because I'll tell you it, it's parallel runs parallel to uh, you know, but that's not really a, that guilty of a pleasure. You worked hard, you made money. Who else is going to stay in a nice hotel? It's not like it's a yeah. billion dollars a night. But uh, you know, I love going to the center of a city where it's safe and comfortable and staying in a beautiful modern hotel trying there, you know, if you like uh I stayed at a hotel in LA I don't know if it was the Nomad, or, but there's these the cool little hotels. They got a pool at the top, a dope restaurant. You're sitting there. You're ordering room service if you want. You got your bathrobe on. You're this. You're, it's a fantastic feeling. You stay at the center of a city. You rent a, a fantastic car when you're there. And, you know, that's, that's the best of life. You sit in luxury. You drive. You go to the best restaurant. You come back to the best hotel. Everything is taken care of. There's no maintenance. There's no nothing. But you pay to play and you worked for it. And that's, that is a fantastic, but that's not really a vanity. True. You know, I have little random, little silly things, Japanese snacks that are bad for you. You know, gourmet chocolate, which at the end of the day really isn't good for you, especially when you consume it on a level of a junkie. You know what I mean? Like a, a junk food, junk, junk food is, I, I have a lot of different really bad things. And, you know, I do need to go through a major cleanse phase right now, you know, because I'm just fucking up. But, you know, I mean, I used to have, you know, not drug problems, but I mean, I used to love drinking syrup and I have my other issues. But now, you know, I just, I'm a, I have an addictive personality. You know, I like to collect things. I'm a collector. You see, bear bricks, cars, you name it, whatever. So now, from my boy Michael Rappaport, he uh-huh. just said something that just hit me so hard. He's like, look, if you haven't worn it in three months, get fucking rid of it. And I was like, holy shit, man. I have so much shit that I just want to just, I went to a friend of mine's house very successful designer, owns a sneaker company. He was just had a beautiful home. He was showing me his house. Went to his closet. This guy has, you know, maybe eight, nine million dollar house at the time, probably about a ten million dollar crib in Hollywood Hills. I go in his closet. His closet's about a thousand square feet. And I thought he was fucking with me. I thought he hadn't moved in yet or nothing. And his closet was beautiful and it was all white. Carpet was white. Everything it was just a gorgeous room. And he had five black t-shirts, two white t-shirts like a jacket, five pairs of black jeans, and like three pairs of shoes. And everything was Rick Owens. You know, Rick Owens is like one of the most expensive brands in the world. And that's all he had. I was like, bro, please tell me there's like, you have a shitload of clothes somewhere else. He's like, bro, this is it, man, right here. I'm just, and I was like, I was so taken back by it. You know, it's- it's, That's the Steve Jobs style. You know what I'm saying? Steve Jobs wear the same shit every day. Some people are like that, but that's not you, bro. No, I know. I'm just saying, like, cause. Cause is worth $300 million, you know what I'm saying? Where's Uniqlo every day? You know, Uniqlo is like, it's chill. But I know it was just uh, something I was curious about because sometimes when we're on the phone, we're talking about random things, jewelry business here and there. I felt like on the show, I was like, let me find out a little bit more about Max that I want to know about. You know what I mean? Like, so thought I'd ask. Look, bro, we're over an hour now in this interview, but I do have to ask this because I don't want you to come on the fourth time in the next week. I want to like spread it out because I got other jewelers who are jealous now. Like, yo, bro, how the fuck is this guy on the show three times? Um, right, because I could speak English, tell him. Yeah. <laughs> so to pivot, last, last, okay, last question. How deep are you into crypto, bro? Um, well, I'll tell you uh, how deep I am in it. I recognize it as a currency and I accept it through BitPay. I accept Dogecoin, Bitcoin, so on and so forth on the website. Um, and, uh, you know, I, uh, my play in, uh, in doing so is to help it become a, a currency 
And I expect you would do the same on ifandco.com or do you, do you accept BitPay yet? Or are you, of course, or, or we, we, you know, I don't, I don't know if you do, but yeah. So I was the first jewelry business to accept cryptocurrency uh, about nine years ago. Yeah, we're the Fantastic. first. Fantastic. And yeah. perhaps I'm the second, perhaps not. But nonetheless, um, you know, the point being is that now, right, this uh, this isn't banana bucks from, you know, no, I remember. Not at all. From, from ba- remember back in the day, I, there was like, you know, banners you used to click and they'd give you banana bucks yeah. or something like that. And you'd get yourself a T-shirt or something. This uh, cryptocurrency, Dogecoin, what have you, a Bitcoin. Now you could buy expensive, uh, luxurious items that gives the power to the user and they don't have to rely on a central bank. And I believe in it. You believe in it. We take the currency. We'll exchange it. We're creating the system of belief that is going to create a foundation for freedom from fraud of, of the Federal Reserve and the stock market manipulation, which has been plaguing the society and deteriorating the society. And people don't understand that. And here comes this saving grace at this uh, incredible time. That's how I feel about it. But I don't buy and hold and pump and dump. I sit and I'm making sure that I play my part into making it into a financial instrument as good as the dollar. You know, all faith to the dollar. But when they print the money and it disappears and it goes here and there and it's in Afghanistan, uh, you know, or wherever it is, it's not good for, uh, for society. It's not managed well. It's good enough that there's a counterpart to uh, global currencies that are called cryptocurrencies. And I realize that now. It's not a game. You take the money, you go to IF and Co. or Trax NYC or wherever you wish that, that where people are ahead of the game and you buy gold, diamonds, yeah. whatever it is. I mean, and look, that's where it's at. I bought my Ferrari SF90 for roughly around, you know, 32 Bitcoin. Okay. Now, at the time, you know, Bitcoin was hitting a really high fucking number, okay? Now, the crazy part about all of that is I didn't pay shit for Bitcoin, so Bitcoin. at that time. Yeah, you, you know get, what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So, you know, it was, it was a great thing, you know? So I was just curious. You know, people, if you're not fluent in this right now, you are going to be like, you're going to be still playing cassette tapes and VHS tapes, you know, in a streaming digital world. It's just, you know, you, you're like, you're Here's you're what lost. the deal so here's what the deal is I want to add to that. Life has waves. You either ride the waves or the waves crash on you, right? You know, um, uh, the internet age came. There was opportunities. People could have bought Amazon stock. They could have saw that company from afar. They could have bought this. They could have bought that. And then the wave comes, and then it's over. Now you cannot find the next internet startup that's going to be like Amazon. Never going to happen. But there's something else out there. And crypto was one of those things. Some people caught it. But I feel like this aspect of it, people have to keep an eye on, and there's going to be a crypto. They could go up, they could go down, but it's still an early bird situation. The masses have not come in yet. The dollar and other global currencies have not buckled yet. Not everybody accepts it, and that spells out an opportunity for success. In all reality, yes, you got crypto for cheap. You were an early bird. Now you have a Ferrari for nearly free. Right. But what people need to understand that is that the reason being is that the dollar being devalued, there's a lot of people driving around with free Ferraris because they had access to free dollars. Yeah. And it's not fair and they didn't do anything to deserve that. So that being the case, you know, whether they spent it on billions on Iraq and, you know, they spent billions on Afghanistan 
And what came of it? Somebody right now is driving, is, is got their, uh, a Ferrari elevator, uh, you know, with Ferrari stacked to the ceiling in their, in their garage because of those wars. And that was all printed money and printed capital. And long story short, it's somebody else's turn to benefit from those things with cryptocurrencies. The only issue to cryptos is governments and, you know, things like that as they come into play. And, but, you know, bottom line, if you own certain assets, cryptos, diversify cryptos, metals are still good. They're still going to be underlying the whole foundation of the economy. I don't know which crypto, I don't know which, how it's all going to play out exactly, but I know there's going to be big time winners and big time losers. And the losers are going to be the ones that are Johnny come lately's and <laughs> yeah. don't know what the fuck's going on. Well, brother, you broke that down very nicely and I'm glad that you're fluent in it. I'm glad that you're in it. And uh, tracks, listen, man, bro, I have to say one, always a pleasure. I'm really sad that I'm not in New York City right now. I don't know if I told you, um, but I was supposed to be there tomorrow and I was supposed to be there for a week with my entire family. It'd be the first time my middle son, Ryder, and my, my daughter would be in New York City. We had a photo shoot set up in Central Park, everything. But because my son, my oldest son, London, is immunocompromised, I can't risk it. Delta is getting really nah, bad. Yeah, and Unfortunately, uh, bro. Yeah, it's just starting to get really bad again. And so, you know, um, just waiting. But I was looking forward to seeing you next time I do come out there. I'll probably come out there by myself. I mean, you got to get some coffee. Uh, I'm going to give you some of my new strains. You can smoke it. It's fucking fantastic. And, you know, we just need to spend a little more time. And I, again, I, it's always a pleasure. I do appreciate you taking the time to come back on the show. Right. You're a funny motherfucker. And, uh, At, go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was just, yeah, I was, was going to say a word, you know, um, uh, about yourself. Uh, for the people listening and your fans, listen carefully to what, what uh, this man is saying because he's a wise man. You know, you are wise, bro. And I could tell. Right. When we had a conflict or whatever it is, you found a way to turn that negative into a positive. And now I don't have one bad thing to say about you. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's what overlooking and wisdom gives you. And, you know, I don't seek to make an enemy out of anybody, even Scott. But I doubt that he would have what it takes to sit here and, and bridge the gap or so on and so forth. That's up to him. Right. Instead of bridging a gap or whatever it is, he was doing some bullshit. Nonetheless, not to confuse the two matters. When the Ben Ball podcast, you listen into the podcast, take note, take the information to heart um, and think of it carefully because you are a source of information. That's really what the bottom line is. Hey, bro. Like I said, man, always respect the well-versed version of Maxud coming on the show, spitting game. I lo love watching the videos and everything else. Obviously, follow Tracks on Instagram at TracksNYC. Yo, man, is there anything you'd like to say before we get out of here? Nah, man. God bless you and your family, bro. Enjoy. <laughs> you deserve the best same, of life. What can I tell you? Same, same, man. Yo, Miles, man, can you throw on a little lakey lake right there? And guys, we'll be right back. So, uh, yo, when running a business, HR issues can kill you. Wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations. And HR manager salaries are not cheap. An average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, -E, 
was created specifically for small businesses. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance, all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from being your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or even real-time chat. From onboarding to terminations, they customize your policies to fit your business and help you manage your employees day to day, all for just $99 a month. Month to month, no hidden fees, cancel any time. You didn't start your business because you wanted to spend time on HR compliance. Let Bambi help. Get your free HR audit today. Go to Bambi.com slash baller right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's Bambi.com slash baller. Spelled B-A-M to the B-E-E dot com slash baller. Yo, what the fuck is going on here in the valley, man? What's up with this weird-ass bipolar weather? Like, dog, it was just 100 degrees, like, passing through Vegas and shit, right, and everything. And then it's just, like, 70 fucking rain and shit went into the mall, like, flash floods. Like, what the, what the fuck? Anyways, not going to make it to Horseshoe Bend. No way. Like, I already, I already told you guys, I'm headed back. Fuck all this. Anyways, fuck the small talk, guys. Listen, first and foremost, I am giving away a $5,000 Gold and Diamond 40th Anniversary MTV Chain made by me, okay, to a lucky BTB listener. It is not going to be for Instagram. It is not going to be on Twitter. It's not going to be on fucking anything. It is only going to be to a legit behind the baller BTB Army member, okay? So make sure you stay tuned for either this coming weekend wrap-up or next weekend's episode, right, next Thursday for details. You must be subscribed. I can tell the day you subscribe and all that shit because you can screenshot. Listen, guys, make sure you are subscribed, okay? Only legit BTB Army members will be allowed to enter, and they're going to win this fucking MTV chain. $5,000. Simple, real clean, but it's, it's nostalgic. Shit is iconic, okay? Next up, my first appearance... At Cookies Melrose in my city, City of Angels, guys, okay? For you slow folks, that's Los Angeles, is next Saturday, the 28th, okay? From 1 to 3 p.m. It's going to be lit for real. It's going to be crazy, right? Don't try no funny shit. Your boy's coming with a toaster, and I'm ready to make a motherfucking John Woo movie, Quinn Tarantino movie, whatever. Let's just have some fun. None of the fuck shit, all right? My first official strain drop in the city of angels at Cookies Melrose. Make sure you pull up. Why? Because you get to try some real dank, that real cat dick gas, that real Jonas B gas. We're trying to get some samples of this K-Town OG. See what happens, okay? Um, also, that day at my cookies drop, someone is going to win a gold Ethereum chain. All right, yes, it is dope. It's a little Ethereum chain. You know, it's probably over a rack or something, right? But you know what? I made it, and guess what? It's free. So, you know, 
the fuck? You're coming up, buy some gas, it's going to get you lit. And on top of that, you can make sure, you know, win a chain. Fuck, everyone wins, okay? Speaking of Ethereum, as of this morning, it's dancing a little too low in the threes. I want that bitch to jump back up closer to four. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, but that's okay. Look, crypto is still doing good. Uh, Bitcoin a little low. Doge is still dancing above, you know, right at 29.30. I'm good. As long as it's over a quarter, I'm straight. Speaking of Dogecoin, there is going to be an official Dogecoin conference going on in 2022. Stay tuned on that as I get more details. I'm trying to get Billy Marcus back on here. A couple more Dogecoin influencers. I got a lot of people who are trying to come on the show. I've just been trying to go solo on that ass, you know. But uh, um, I got to get these people on and, you know, and uh, the ratings are going back up and all that shit. Anyways, now, one more last chain mention giveaway listen up guys i have teamed up with underdog fantasy okay it's a fantasy well fantasy is not betting technically it's not gambling right but it's fantasy you guys play fantasy football fantasy sports okay they have teamed up with me to give away a seventy-five thousand dollar Ben Baller custom chain. Okay. I'm not going to repeat that. That was real shit. You can rewind it if you want to. This is no cap. A lot of people can't book me for a custom jewelry piece because I'm booked until the summer of 2023. Okay. Let alone a lot of people can't afford the $250,000 minimum price for a piece of jewelry from me. Okay, so now this is your chance to bypass all of that. This is not a joke. I will make the winner a $75,000 Ben Baller custom chain. All right, you guys can pick rose gold, white gold, whatever. It'll be 14 karat. It'll be VS diamonds or better. All right, it's going to be chunky, whatever. It cannot be a logo like the Lakers or something like that. It could be like what city you're from. If you want to make a state piece, like if you're from fucking Texas, um, if it wants to be your company logo, cool. If you want to do a big-ass dope nameplate, like have it say fucking Derek or have it say fucking uh, Cindy, whatever. All right, we'll get into that later. But I am giving away a custom $75,000 Ben Baller chain courtesy of Underdog Fantasy. This is fucking huge, okay? I'll be dropping the info on my Instagram. Now, you'll be competing with other people because this is about downloading this app and other things like that, but all the details will come next week on my Instagram post. Yo, that shit is heavy duty. I've never done no shit like that before, all right? Uh, real quick, let's pivot into sports real quick. I told you guys my dude Jamal Adams was going to sign, and yes, he's now the highest paid safety in the league, as he should be. Much love to my boy Prez. Yo, 12s, I cannot wait to see you in a month from today. Okay, today's the 19th. Exactly a month from today, I will be in the Emerald City at Lumen Field. Let's fucking go. And for you guys in my DMs and all my shit and everything, I'll say, how come you don't talk about other teams? Bro, this is my show. I talk about the Dodgers. I talk about the fucking Seahawks. Okay, and I talk about the Lake Show. And that's it. Unless there's some kind of scandal or something or whatever, I don't talk about anything else about that, okay? Unless it's a Super Bowl, the playoffs, whatever, some kind of controversial shit. But that's what it is, okay? 
So continuing with a little bit of sports, my dude, Manny Pacquiao, was supposed to be fighting Errol Spence. It was supposed to be a bomb-ass fight, and I was going to watch it at Dave & Buster's in Times Square. Okay, it's supposed to happen this Saturday. And, like, if we being honest, I don't know if Pac-Man was going to win, right? And um, it was going to be a good fight for sure. Pac's a little old, man. You know, he's running for president. He's doing other shit. But um, I think, I'm not exactly sure. I think Michael Rapport, well, Michael Rapport definitely interviewed him. I don't know if the episode is up yet, but make sure you check out my boy Michael Rapport's podcast. He's a dude who got me into podcasting. He interviewed uh, Pacquiao and Freddie Roach. But back to this fight, this busted retina, right, in Spence's eye. Like, I don't know, man, what the fuck? Like, if it's that fucked up, is he going to fight again? I don't know, man. Look, Pac, no, I guess the eye is the more important. I was going to say, Pacquiao fought with a broken shoulder. But yeah, if you can't see, then what the fuck is you doing? It just, again, I'm just high-key mad. But I'm still going to buy the fight, you know? We're going to have the adobo, you know, the pen sit and all that shit, chilling in the house, in the man cave. My mother-in-law gets down in the kitchen. She ain't fucking playing. But yeah, you already know it's going down. Um, We're going to have the Captain Morgan. You know what I'm saying? Popping with the ginger ale, with the Coke, pineapple juice, all that stuff. So anyways, now Pacquiao is fighting Jordanus, Ugas, Ujas, Jordanus, Ugas. I don't fucking know how to pronounce his name. Look, okay, I heard he's not a punk, but this ain't what the fans wanted, okay? <laughs> this just ain't what the fans wanted, all right? This ain't what Pacquiao wanted in a good way. So, oh, this ain't what you want to say. No, that's when like motherfuckers is scared. Pacquiao ain't scared of this dude. Anyways, speaking of boxers, shout out to my dude, the young Korean sensation. Okay. I call him the Korean knockout kid, Brandon Lee. He won his fight last Saturday. And now my dude, Brandon Lee, who again is Korean, is 23 and 0. My dude is from the OC. I'm not going to put that against him. You know what I mean? But we it's time for us to start working with together, right? Uh, um, he sent me a bunch of DMs, all this other shit, whatever. He had a bunch of people hit me up. And, you know, fuck it, dude. I feel bad. You know, like, I finally got a hold of him through, you know, my employee, Pat, and uh, started following him. So it's time to start working with my dude. You're either going to see an Ivan Co. patch on his next fight or you're going to see a BB patch, but we're going to make this shit happen on his trunks. And uh, shout out to Brandon, man. He's doing big things and he's representing that K-Pride. So, you know, you know what? Actually, I just thought of something because I'm like, my brain is out of it because tracks went so fucking crazy on this interview. So let me backpedal a little bit back to that interview. Max, Maxu, Tracks NYC, he said something deep. Said, me giving my kids too much inheritance would rob them of their life. That wasn't exactly what he said, but that's the sentiment, right? He, it would rob them of their life. I never really thought about it until he said that. And it hit me right there when I interviewed him, right? And what's crazy is I agree a little bit, but I, I still want them to be good. You know, like when I say good, I want them financially okay. I don't want like, you know, I don't think London is going to be the type of dude to be rocking Hermes and Gucci and Louis. That just don't seem like it. Ryder, maybe. Kaya, I think so. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. My thing is, I don't want my kids to be lazy. And I have a few homies of mine who have inheritances and 
there's only like one or two guys I could say that that have had a decent, you know, that like they're still okay. They're not fucked up. Everyone else still definitely fucked up, you know. But I think because my wife is so solid and our family's so solid, and there's so much love. I just was just crazy. But as I opened up Twitter this morning and I'm reading, just going through things, right? I see this thing with Daniel Craig, and I'm a huge James Bond fan, right? So I read this thing on Daniel Craig, and he did an interview, and in the interview he said he will not be leaving his children any of his $160 million net worth fortune. Uh, first off, I didn't know Daniel Craig was caking like that. 160 M's, yo, there's a lot of actors ain't got that. I would say there's less than 10 fucking actors who have that, right? I don't know if Denzel, I don't know if Denzel got 160, I mean, it's just, that's a lot of bread. But anyways, in the interview, Daniel Craig says, uh, he thinks inheritance is distasteful. I don't know how they get down in the UK, but bruh, look, give some of that bread to the poor then, like personally, like go and literally do some of that type of shit. Because if you ain't, you all full of shit. You know, he said, oh, get rid of it, get rid of it before whatever, something like that. Look, Daniel Craig, if you're listening, okay? I got some actually fans who are friends with them that, that listen to the podcast. Look, you could easily live the most super lavish life off of $30 million at your age, right? You're in your 50s, 60s, okay? 30 M's and you're good. Like you don't have to worry about shit ever again. Jets, everything, whatever you want to do, okay? So that's a hundred and fucking, $130 million left. You could do a lot of motherfucking good with that bread, bro. A lot, all right? So I'm just letting, you know, I'm going to have my kids trust like set up a certain way for sure. Right. I might literally put like they get a little bit, you know, at uh twenty-one, they get a tiny little bit at thirty-five, and I might give it to that they get a little something at fifty. There might be a clause, like if motherfuckers is literally destitute, they just boom, whatever, and there's money needs to be taken care of to take care of them. I don't know, man. It you know what? Why am I talking about this here? <laughs> Fuck this anyways. Anyways, guys, look at yo. That is it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a long interview, so I don't want to really have too much of a um, an intro, outro. Plus, I'm with the fam. Uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Oh, yeah. Listen, out of nowhere, my boy YG hit me up. Yo, we got my dude OGZ from Shoreline Mafia coming on Monday's weekend wrap-up episode. So that shit should hit hard right like dude is he's really starting to come up he's dropping uh i think he's dropping his new joint next week or something i'm pretty sure well, we're gonna get all into that on the episode if you haven't subscribed to this show why like for real i'll give you guys free game i give you guys free chains like i give away all kinds of shit like listen please hit that subscribe button okay tell a friend to tell a friend to hit the subscribe button with more downloads and more subscribers, we can get to doing video much faster on this show. And we grow the show even more. All right. I'm asking you guys for real. Lastly, very important. Remember to make it a great day. In the words of my dude, Jackie Bertone. He's the first person to ever tell me that back in 2007, I think. Don't know where he is today. Hope he is well. But anyways, yo, shout out to my bro, Lakey Lake. He's actually from here, from AZ, all right? Yo, so Lakey, take us out of here, fam. Peace.